Hi, y'all. This is Jenny Procopi from chronicbabe.com, and welcome back. This is the conversation for Lesson 2, which is all about building good habits. And today with me, I have Carrie Marone-Sparling of sixuntilme.com. She's a diabetes advocate, a good friend, and a sassy lady. I think she's going to have great um, tips and advice and personal experience to offer us. So thanks for joining us today, Carrie. I am thrilled to be here, Jenny. Thanks for having me. Oh, yeah. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. Um, Carrie and I do a lot of speaking together. You may have seen us um, at events, or you may see us cross-posting and all kinds of stuff. And um, Carrie has been online um, probably about the same amount of time as I have, right? It's been like more than six years, six and a half years. Yeah. I started in uh, May 2005, which you and I are like just a couple weeks away from one another. Oh, yeah, because I started in June. So we are like online health advocate sisters. (laughs) sisters. <laughs> I thought you were going to say dinosaurs because in internet years it's like forever. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, it's true. Um, but uh, today we're going to talk about building good habits. Um, it's one of the things that I think is really challenging and I, I work on it all the time. I'm always trying to relearn good habits. Um, one of the things that, that I find is just having bad habits can really derail me even when I have the best of intentions. You know, we already face negative situations all the time and we try to do what we need to do to stay healthy, um, but sometimes bad habits just really get in the way. Can you um, fess up a little bit, and I will too, what kind of bad habits have you had to try to kick to the curb over the years? Well, with with type 1 diabetes, it's one of those chronic illnesses where every single day comes with a laundry list of things you need to do to, you know, keep tabs on your health. So an average day for me includes testing my blood sugar somewhere between 7 to 10 times, uh, taking either insulin injections or using my pump to administer insulin, calculating food, mm-hmm. keeping note of, of, you know, what the blood sugar results are on my continuous glucose monitor. There's always something to worry about and something to look at. So wow. it's not like I kind of think about it in the morning and then think about it again before I go to bed. This is like an all-day party. Wow, so, wow, um, wow. Super fun, and you've you've seen it in action. I mean, you and I've done all these different conferences together, and you're like, again, we're doing this again. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Like, what's that beeping sound? You know, oh, that's always me. She's a robot. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but and when you're doing that, when you're trying to keep tabs on a million different things every single day, burnout is almost inevitable, and and you have to kind of like allow yourself to have a little burnout. And gosh, I mean, I've gone days without testing my blood sugar throughout the day, and I'll just test in the morning or maybe mm. test at night and just try to keep tabs. I'll go with my insulin without calculating the carbs. But I think one of the worst things I actually do is that I'll put off doctor's appointments because I don't want to get that. You're talking about negative reinforcement and negative information <laughs> that we get. Sometimes yeah. I don't want the doctor to tell me, hey, your A1C has gone up, or, oh, I see you're only testing, you know, four times a day. So I'll, like, oh, avoid them. <laughs> yeah, that's a tough one. I, I'm kind of with you on that. I've had, I've definitely had times where I have just, not wanted to go see my doctor because I'm not excited about what I know they're going to tell me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for me, I, I'm a stress eater, and I've been working on losing weight, and it's so challenging. And every time I go to the doctor, I know when he weighs me. I know what he's going to say, and it just kills me. So it's, <laughs> I will you're, you're You're right, though, because you know what you weigh. You don't need the doctor to tell you. So it's almost like you right. go into that appointment knowing, oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you I know, do the same thing with the diabetes stuff. Like, oh, geez. 
Yeah, and it's but I, I hear what you're saying. Burnout is such. I mean, even you know, I don't have to do the testing and tracking that you do, but I definitely have a lot of things I need to do throughout the day to just maintain a good baseline of health. You know, flexibility mm-hmm. by stretching a lot. I'm drinking lots of water, making sure that I exercise every day, meditating, all that stuff. And, you know, I will totally fall out of that habit. I mean, I love to meditate, but I am not the best about doing it every day because I often feel strapped for time. And it Mm -hmm. seems like the kind of thing, well, do I really, which is so silly, but I'll be like, do I really have 10 minutes to devote to this? And it's like, yeah, yeah, you do. (laughs) Right. Well, because then later on in the day, you find yourself devoting 20 minutes to checking some ex-boyfriend's Facebook profile. And it's like, wait a minute, what are you doing? (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Not that I've ever done that, but. No, no, we've never done that. <laughs> we've never sat over each other's shoulders and done that, ever. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> well, it's good to know that I'm not alone. I mean, I think all of us have bad habits that we have have to work on continually or that we know we've gotten rid of. Um, so what kind of, like, Good habits do you have you developed over the years to manage your health issues? Like, um, can you give us some kind of specific ex- examples? Oh, totally. I mean, I've been diabetic since uh, just before I started second grade, so it's been 25 years. Basically, I can't remember life without it. Yeah, but wow. Since I've it's been forever. Um, but since I've started like kind of immersing myself in the online health communities, I feel like connecting with other people who have diabetes instead of trying to be kind of a, a, an isolationist about it has, has been the best habit that I've formed for myself because even like we were talking about those moments of burnout, mm-hmm. I bounce out of those faster knowing I'm not alone, seeing proof of that in these blogs and communities that are, that are coming up online and, and just kind of having that community reinforcement of, okay, pick yourself up and keep on going. So that has to be great, good habit number one for me. Yeah, that sounds like a great one. And I think it's something that a lot of chronic babes kind of tap into because it's like, you can't do this by yourself, and there's a huge emotional component to living with a physical chronic illness. So it's like, mm-hmm. you know, you have to do what you can to survive here. But that plays into good habit number two, and I only have two good habits, so I'm embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, I think being part of these communities and putting my health information out there and letting other people see what I'm doing makes me accountable. So it's like oh, yeah. I can admit the bad stuff. You know, we're admitting bad habits right now, but mm-hmm. something about putting it out there almost almost makes me have to examine myself yeah. emotionally and physically and make a change, you know, because I already said this is my problem. Well, admitting it is the first step, but doing something about it, I'm hoping is the second, so. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, I that accountability is so huge. I, um, you know, because the, the weight loss thing is a goal for me, and um, my boyfriend and I have been texting each other every morning our, weigh-ins, which is sometimes I am mortified to tell him, except it is great because we have accountability to each other and we're both Mm -hmm. aware of it. We're not like freaking out on each other if we don't meet our goal each week, but we're just, it's like I know that he's going to keep me in check. And even just that simple act of texting him and saying, you know what, I, I gained a pound or whatever is it just reminds me that somebody's kind of keeping an eye on me, not in a judgmental way, but in a supportive way. But also I'm sure when you text them and say, and I lost two pounds, the celebratory moment is even more sweet because you have someone to share it with. Seriously. There's a lot of over texting on those days where we're like, (laughs) yay, you know. (laughs) 
And all exclamation points. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And it's great. And, I mean, I know he feels the same way, and I think that accountability is great. And I, I have the same th- kind of thing that I do with, with other chronic babes online, too, and, and other friends of mine, just checking in, being honest about what's going on, which I think it's hard to be honest sometimes. Yeah. But it's just it's amazing that you and I are living with different chronic illnesses but and, and we're not even talking about, you know, the pills you take or the whatever I take and we're talking about emotional support. We're talking about a really emotional side to a physical thing. So it's yeah. it's crazy how that really spans across all different health conditions. You're right, it does. It you really, need to have a buddy. Yeah, I know. It does. And that's like when I when I think about you know, I talk in one of the other lessons about isolation and I think it's so easy for us to get isolated mm-hmm. and even when we feel you know I spoke with Lisa Copen um in the in the lesson about team building about even when you even when you have a family around you can still feel isolated because maybe mm-hmm. they don't have your same condition they don't they they care and they're compassionate but they don't understand exactly what you're going through and mm-hmm. um having that accountability having people that you're touching base with I think is such a good habit to have because it just keeps you feeling connected exactly So do you have any other um, habits that you've developed that aren't strictly related to diabetes but kind of keep you healthy in general or keep your sense of humor going, keep you from getting bored? I mean, um, Well, diabetes being a disease that's so revolves around food and, and lifestyle and, well, you've seen it, hardware, um, <laughs> it's, it's kind of like an all-day thing. So everyone says, you know, if you're going to be healthy, you need to eat right, exercise, and, and take good care of yourself. So that's kind of the core of what living with type 1 diabetes is really about, aside from, you know, taking insulin. But, um, I mean, my, my husband is very tuned into his own physical fitness and is dedicated to a workout. So being with someone like that makes it easier to make exercise mm-hmm. part of my life. And I, I know I don't sound like I'm smiling because it's like, <laughs> oh, exercise. <laughs> <laughs> mean? But... But still, it is it is a plus having someone who's so dedicated to it that you almost get swept up and say, all right, fine, I'll go be healthy too, you jerk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then on, on the eating front, um, I mean, diabetes fuels me to be a healthier eater because if I eat crap, then my blood sugars reflect that and, you know, my weight reflects that. So I try to eat as healthy as I can. But there's something, we have a, a daughter and she's 18 months old, and there's something about wanting to be a good example for her. So, like, we don't sit down in the morning and have chocolate cake for breakfast, even though Bill Cosby may have recommended it. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we don't do the chocolate cake thing because I want her to see her parents, mm-hmm. you know, taking care of their bodies. And I want her to pick up on that, even though she's so young. I know she's going to. I mean, she's the only kid I know that eats avocado. <laughs> yeah, I'll be very messily. <laughs> that makes it that's so good, though, because you're right. It ingrains that good habit right from the beginning. I mean, some of us didn't have that, and it, then it takes so long to build that new habit into place if you've had this long history of not doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's not like we're, you know, I mean, the kid's had more than her fair share of donuts, but she understands the difference <laughs> between that's a treat and <laughs> now here's right. the regular food. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, that's interesting to have. Maybe I should, I mean, I do think about that when I'm around my niece or, you know, my best friend has a son and I really consider him my, like my nephew. When I'm around him, I I do watch everything I do because I know he's mm-hmm. just like a little sponge. He absorbs every every nuance and um, I, I like and every say, donut. Every donut, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so it's like I want to be a really good role model for him. It's And again, it almost comes back to, I mean, a lot of what we're talking about is accountability and being, mm-hmm. you know, connected. And support. Yeah. 
Because not all accountability, in my opinion, is, is negative. It's not like, oh, you didn't lose the weight, or oh, you didn't test your blood sugar. It's more, hey, you did. And kind of getting that, even if it's a virtual pat on the back, makes it easier to do it again. Mm-hmm. And I think you're so right about that. I, I def- And I definitely, I think that the negative reinforcement is not, it does not, work really well for me it's Mm -hmm. so even if I so like even if you know even if I text my beau and I say you know what I gained a pound he's not going to come back and say well that's that really sucks he's going to come back and say well you know what progress is not linear we're you know I bet tomorrow will be better just you know let's let's make salad tonight it's like Mm -hmm. there's positive feedback on in there and I think if people can I know all of us have negative people in our lives but if you find the most positive person you can to be accountable with I think that mm-hmm. can really result in good um, good results we were talking about like how long it takes to build a habit I mean if if you know, for some of us, like the healthy eating thing. I mean, I grew up, we ate donuts all the time. And uh, so so I've tried um, over years to build good habits. And I, I know some people say it takes 28 days to learn a new habit. But I've actually heard a recent um, the speaker say that it actually takes about 90 days to build a oh, good crying habit. crying out loud. I know. <laughs> so I'm wondering, like, if you can think of a time when you've tried to create a new healthy habit like how do you commit to it how do you we I know we've talked about accountability and like talking with your husband or friends and stuff do you ever use any other tools like like calendar reminders or notes to yourself any anything like that I mean I hate to sound like I'm using social media as a total crutch but I think I think one of the biggest things for me is is using my my personal website and and like Twitter tools and that sort of thing, yeah. to say that I have a goal and then to hold me to keeping that goal. And something about, you know, it, again, it comes back to that accountability, but it's yeah. documented. So I know before um, before I wanted to have a baby, it was a two-year planning process to get my diabetes under control, to get my life under control in a totally <laughs> non-health-related you know, uh-huh. sort of way. Uh-huh. But part of preparing my body for pregnancy was logging blood sugars. Now, we talked before about, like, how many things I do during the course of the day to monitor my diabetes Writing down a number in a book and keeping track of it was like the last thing I even gave a shit about. So, but I had to make it a priority, right? So, um, mm-hmm. I mean, I used a spreadsheet that I had on my computer, but then I would put that spreadsheet on my blog or put it in some kind of public place where oh, somebody yeah. would see it and say, uh-huh. oh, girl, you did not fill that out. You know what I mean? So, like, <laughs> <laughs> but I needed to. I mean, we, I wasn't talking about my own health. I was, I was kind of working towards my future child's health. So there was more than just me at stake and having a goal like that and also having people watching me try to achieve that goal made it, you know, inspired me to, like, really do it, you know? Yeah, wow. I mean, that's pretty brave. I think a lot of people would be pretty shy about putting themselves out so publicly in that way. I mean, you're, you're, you do it a lot, which I have a lot of respect for. Um, I don't put do you... my weight out there, and I, I'm not really big on advertising, like, you know. <laughs> I'm not going to but... put my weight out there either, even though I put plenty of pictures out there so people can see when I've gained oh, lost. But, um, but no, I mean, if you're looking at blood sugars, those are those are quick snapshots of a moment. Yeah. So I don't feel defined by those, you know. Yeah, no, that makes sense. When What do you think is, like, the equivalent, then, for people who maybe don't have a big online audience or somebody? I mean, I'm trying to think about what how I might do something like that um, in, a, in a more private way. I guess maybe if I 
we're keeping track of, of good habits. Like in this chapter, of one of the worksheets I have is um, is a Your Good Habit Goddess checklist that people can print <laughs> out. Um, I'm really excited about these, and I've been using mine a lot um, very consistently for the last few days. I'm going to say that publicly. <laughs> Everyone can hold me accountable. I've been using them, and I, I keep a list of the good habits I want to maintain every day, and I just keep that thing in my pocket, and every time I achieve one, I check it off, and it feels really good to do that. But I'm just doing that for myself, and I'm wondering – Maybe I should be Well, why not, though? It's, I mean, there's a power in doing it for yourself, too. It's not like everything has to be public and, and this big, like, social media mess. Sometimes it's as simple <laughs> as buying, I mean, honestly, buying a pack of stickers like teachers have and uh -huh. sticking one on the calendar every time you exercise, which oh, I definitely yeah. did after I had kids when I was like, holy moly, I need to get to the gym. You know what I mean? <laughs> what did and no one saw that calendar. Like? What's what did, that? What did your stickers look like? Oh, they were, well, I mean, they were the little gold stars that you would okay. get on, like, a spelling test. <laughs> I wanted to keep it as second grade as possible because when I looked at the calendar and it looked like a constellation, I felt like I was empowered just by yeah. that visual. Something about that was the positive reinforcement. I mean, I'm so motivated by hope, not by negativity and fear. So when someone's like, oh, well, once you have a baby, it changes your body forever, it's like, well, hell no, we're going to go back. <laughs> you know what I mean? And my gold stars prove that I'm that I'm doing that, and the same goes for you know my diabetes. It's like mm -hmm. you know people say, oh, you can't do this, or you can't do that. It's like, oh, yeah, well, I I can watch me see those stars. Yeah, hey, that's so great. I mean, I love and I love a visual reminder too, because something that you can just look across the room and see immediately um, has got to make you feel good, especially like if there's a day where you can't achieve that goal or or you mm -hmm. feel like maybe you've slipped back a little bit, you can look and say, well, look, I had two whole weeks where I did it every day or, mm -hmm. you know, five days a week and I can do it, which helps you remember, like, you have been able to do it. So even if you slip back a little bit, you can come back to that good place where you're doing and it every day. Exactly. And even just looking at the calendar, when you're in that week where you can't, you see forward that there's a week where you can. You're like, well, next week, yeah. that'll be all stars. Whatever whatever goal you're I mean, it doesn't have to be going to the gym. It can be as simple as, in my life, it means testing before every meal. And for somebody else, it might mean making sure they weigh themselves and keep themselves accountable. Mm -hmm. I know we're hitting the same themes over and over again, but yeah. they're resonating for a reason. Yeah, no, I think so. And for, for I think that anybody listening, it's a good idea for you to just think about, well, what what do I need to do to, every day to maintain my health? And, mm -hmm. you know, that's why I have the checklist so people can go through and make that list for themselves and think really carefully about all the things they want to achieve throughout the day. And it can sometimes feel overwhelming, except when you start looking at them and checking them off, it's like, oh, well, that was a small thing. I was able to do that. You know? Yeah. I mean, I have really simple stuff on my list, like wash my face before I go to bed. I mean, mm -hmm. this sounds like so junior high, but I can be really lazy about it. And I'll just, like, I'm tired at the end of the day, and I fall into bed, and I don't do it. Well, honestly, like, how long does it take to wash my face? A minute. Mm -hmm. You know? And so it's like, let's get that going again, you know, especially because – you know, I'm I'm not 25 anymore. I got to take good care of my face. <laughs> well, and you ha and you have a good face, so you don't want to wake up oh. in the morning and have it all like like. Hey, that's yesterday's <laughs> face. I want today's face. <laughs> right. Thank you. Yeah, you don't want like raccoon eyes and stuff. Mm -mm. I, I, my husband and I do that all the time because he and I both work for ourselves and the to-do list for an average day can be pretty significant. And I always find myself sneaking in to find his paper to-do list and adding like, how's your wife? <laughs> you know, because that's something takes two seconds to do or yeah. 20 minutes depending on what you want to do. But like, it's something that's really simple. You can cross it off after you do it, but it makes you feel good and it's a, it's a nice thing on your list instead of a daunting yeah. item. Totally. Instead of like this huge, you know, 
mm-hmm. huge monumental goal that you have every day, breaking it off and having like nice little chunks and stuff that's not even health related, like you said, hug your wife or twenty minute hug. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah, you want you want those positive happening. I, you know, one of the things I have on my list is like put on a cute outfit. You know, because mm-hmm. like you, I work for myself. I often am working from my home. It's really easy to just sit around in old, you know, pajamas. And right, but I, they're never new pajamas either. They're always old. What is I, that? I need some kind of service where people just deliver new, cute pajamas to me, like on a <laughs> weekly basis. Can we do that? Can anybody, anybody listening, if you know about a service like that, let me know. Um, <laughs> I love it. But, I mean, because I feel better when I put on a cute outfit. Because, mm-hmm. you know, even if I'm just going to the grocery store, I don't want to, I don't want to put my coat on over my PJs and go down there. I mean, I could, but mm-hmm. you never know who you're going to run into. So. <laughs> well, what do you, um, when you're getting those good habits, I mean, I know we've talked about a couple things, but do you have ways to reward yourself, like when you've, um, besides the gold stars or, or kind of the positive reinforcement, like verbally from friends or people online, like do you have other ways that you reinforce those good habits? Um, well, I mean, this might sound totally uh, weird, but I know the day that I was diagnosed with diabetes, so it's, okay. we call it my diversity, and people in the diabetes community <laughs> kind of celebrate their diversities. And uh, I know that sounds totally strange, right? Oh, great. But uh, and I, I realize how counterintuitive it is to do this, but... Uh, my anniversary is um, in September, and every anniversary, my my family and I, and now my husband and I, we get a giant cake, and it says <laughs> something mm-hmm. about diabetes, like either "screw you, diabetes," or <laughs> and and then we eat that cake, and that is what we, you know, like that's that's the reward for another year marked of good health. Uh, and yeah. it sounds crazy and so weird, but there's something really, really you know, awesome about slicing in with a giant knife to a big cake that says type 1 diabetes. You're like, screw you, and then you eat it, and it's awesome. It's <laughs> so funny. I love it. I love it. Yeah, if, if only we could all, I think maybe we all need to take a moment and try to think about some kind of good, positive reinforcement and, like, a congratulatory um, screw you, cake. cake. <laughs> for a diabetic, rock and roll. <laughs> yeah, for for whatever we, you know, I mean, everybody's everybody listening has different stuff, so I think for whatever we have, we could probably come up with something like that. I'm well, I mean, and a lot of times, because I know it's kind of instinctual for people to want to reward themselves with food, and that's not a habit that I try to make because it's a disaster for someone um, like me. But, I mean, sometimes I will buy a new, you know, I don't know, camera lens or something as a reward for reaching a goal that I've set for myself. And these aren't like, I mean, I try not to constantly reward myself because this is going to sound super cheesy, but the reward of this work is to have the good health in the first place. But it's yeah. just, it's, it's hard to reward yourself. It's hard to kind of quantify that nothing's changed. It's like, well, here's another day and you're still feeling okay. Yeah. Well, how do you really like wrap your head around that? So, Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot, I mean, it, and it it does, it's like, I understand it is a little cheesy to say the, the reward is good health, except it is a super awesome reward. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I've gone through months where I haven't been able to do much of anything because my health mm-hmm. is so crummy. And so to feel good and be able to be active and make creative, wonderful things and help people and get out there and travel, I mean, all those things are awesome. And if I can do them, then that is a great reward for taking good care of myself. And I mean, I know not all um, illnesses are 
sometimes is as invisible as the ones that you and I live with. It's not like people look at us and say, oh, hey, you have such and such because it's not such an external, you know, condition. But it is kind of empowering to have somebody say, oh, I didn't know you had that, where it's like, ha-ha, you didn't know until I told you when. Yes, Yes, I I did a a speaking gig, um, kind of like a spoken word presentation a few months ago, and Mm -hmm. um, I stood up on stage in front of a couple hundred people and talked for a couple minutes about – basically kicking fibromyalgia's ass, you know, <laughs> like, and, and I did it with, a, I had a big visual behind me, lots of images and stuff, and really got in front of people and was very honest about it, and I, I had a friend, like, kind of a new friend in the audience who um, didn't know that I, I guess he didn't know, I'm not really sure how he didn't know that, because I tell everyone, but. He didn't um, Google you? <laughs> I th- yeah, I guess he just, you know, we've, we've met each other at social events and stuff, and he turned to his girlfriend, and he was like, I had no idea that she had to deal with that every day. And it's like, well, oh, wow. yeah, I mean, that's part of the point of getting in front of people is to let mm-hmm. them know, like, not in a bitter way, not in a, you know, woe is me kind of way, but in a kind of, like, I'm an ass kicker way, which I think is mm-hmm. is really good. And you're right, like, being having somebody who knows me and sees me around and doesn't even realize that, that is a great reward actually because I don't want I don't want to walk around and have everyone be like oh there goes fibro girl again that does make it sound like you should have some sort of cape or something I mean let's I, be honest I, I really should we we need capes well that's that'll be the next phase of chronic babe 101 is every everyone gets a cape it's like Oprah you get a cape and you get a cape and <laughs> oh, you're like Oprah <laughs> Well, awesome. You know, Carrie, it's such a joy to talk to you as always. We always have such a great time. and I really am so thankful to spend this time with you. I'm wondering if oh, you have... Jenny. Yeah, sure. I'm wondering if you have any last thoughts about good habits, maybe anything we haven't covered. I know we covered a lot of ground, so... Well, um, I mean, actually, just what you had just said about having somebody not see your disease first or your health condition first, I think that's kind of a, a good and important mental note to leave this whole thing on, which is... You know, you might be really focused on your health and you might be thinking about, oh, my diabetes is making me do this or I have to do this and this and that, but it's not who you are. And it's just such an important thing to remember. You you have a condition, but it's not the core of who you are. Even in the days when it feels the crummiest and like it totally is, it, it still isn't. You are way more than your disease. And remembering that helps keep everything else into perspective. Yeah. Oh, you're so right about that. Carrie, you're the best. And you get a cape. And you get a cape. And you get a cape. <laughs> Everybody gets capes. I kind of want a cake with a cake. <laughs> We're talking about cake, and I'm getting all. I'm gonna go come by. Come by next September. You can have diversity cake with us. Okay, good. Thanks. If I'm gonna be good now and have an apple, and then I'll feel really good. I'll feel like I've earned the cake. <laughs> well, Carrie, thanks again. Um, I've been talking with Carrie Maron Sparling from SixUntilMe.com, and um, if you've stuck with us for the whole conversation, awesome. Reward yourself with something healthy. Um, keep building those healthy habits, and I um, hope that you have enjoyed this and look forward to hearing our, our voices again soon. Thanks, Carrie. Bye.